Hello and welcome to a new episode of 20 Cent Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. Let's chat about chatbots. Are they all the same? Are they truly intelligent? Are they efficient? Do they improve your customer's experience? These are all good questions. Well, to discuss the topic, my guest is Jérôme Corbio, CEO and co-founder of Nereo. Together, we chat about the use of bots, a few tips about implementation, customer experience, and many more. Here's my chat with Jérôme. Good morning, uh, Jérôme. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you, uh, Vincent. Good morning. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, today, we have a, a great uh, topic. It's about uh, chatbots, something that, that retailers and, and e-commerce is uh, starting to use even uh, more often. Um, mm -hmm. Let's start with an easy question. Are there different kinds of chatbots or are they all the same? Um, th there are uh, different kinds of uh, chatbots, actually. Um, uh, I think um, the, the main categories uh, would be uh, support chatbots, which are um, really um, there to try to um, provide some after-sale uh, support and uh, help Uh, customers at that specific point. Um, and there are also sales chatbots, uh, or I would say pre-sales uh, chatbots, um, which um, are uh, uh, generally based on, um, they're, they're looking like sales funnels, um, while uh, support chatbots uh, are us usually uh, using uh, machine learning as a core technology. So these are very two different types of chatbots. Uh, the machine learning ones are, are really trying to determine what is the, the, the intent of the customer. So for example, suppose you, you book a, a plane ticket and you want to change your, your ticket, uh, the chatbot would have to understand Uh, when you, you're typing something like, uh, I would like to change my plane ticket, um, that um, the intent is to modify an existing uh, product. And, um, and uh, so he has to uh, um, ask the right questions, uh, like uh, what's your reservation number? Uh, when would you like to leave, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's really machine learning. Uh, it's... Um, It's a great technology, um, and um, it, the, the point is really to try to um, provide assistance uh, for a customer requests. The other one, uh, the pre-sale chatbot or the sales chatbot, is really about um, uh, achieving goals for the marketer. So um, it is, uh, it, it is of course. Um, To, to provide as well assistance to, to, uh, to the customer. Uh, so it could be information, it could be many things, but um, the, 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 the architecture of the chatbot is really more like a tree diagram. Uh, it's more linear. And um, in, that, in that sense, um, I would say the, the, the marketer has the, the lead because he is, is writing uh, a specific uh, uh, scenario. And um, in that sense, he's trying to uh, get as much customers at the end of the funnel, like you would have in a sales funnel, uh, uh, where you have, uh, where, where he has set um, those goals, which are um, in his scenario. 
So right. these are the two main categories. You, you also uh, could distinguish a third category, which is the voice assistants uh, like Siri um, or Alexa or Google, uh, OK Google. So those are um, kind of in between, uh, I would say, because uh, they, they require um, integrations, uh, which can be either uh, uh, diagram-based or, or machine learning-based uh, um, integration. So it's really something that that requires some code uh, that you, you need to plug in into those uh, uh, containers, which are um, handled by uh, uh, Google, Apple, and um, and uh, Amazon. All right. Well, well, let, let's let's concentrate. Maybe I'll talk today about the support and the sales uh, chatbots because uh, uh, even though we can we can mention Siri and the Alexas and all, uh, especially when we're going to talk about the frustrations that chatbots can bring, mm -hmm. um, because I suppose it happens. Um, but a lot. Would, <laughs> a lot. A lot. Yeah, I, I, of course, it happens a lot because it's an emerging technology, so there, there's uh, always frustration. Um, it really depends on the category, uh, as you were. Um, uh, saying uh, there are two, the, the two main categories which are really support and sales uh, chatbots are having uh, various um, things that they need to cope with uh, in terms of uh, difficulties for the, the consumers. And it's, um, they're not facing the same problems and challenges. So it's important to, to uh, understand that both have their pros and cons. But that, that's that's one of the the, the the questions perhaps that I was wondering is that both uh, support and sales bots are using uh, predictive models, but are they doing it in a similar way or in a different way, basically? Um, well, they're, they're both using uh, predictive models. That's uh, true. Um, and um, it's in a different way, I would say, because uh, the, the support chatbots, um, because they're using machine learning, uh, they require an algorithm that, uh, um, that has to be trained to determine the intent. So uh, you, you can ask a question in many different ways. I mean, uh, if I take my example of the, the plane ticket, you, you could formulate this in, in so many ways that um, it is difficult for the, uh, the, the model um, to uh, identify exactly what um, what are the, the correct attributes? For example, uh, if you if you ask if you formulate your question like uh, uh, I would like to change my ticket to go to Brussels, uh, the the attribute um, here is obviously the destination and uh, and not um, from where you go. So so you the the difficulty is really to understand uh, the subtleties of language uh, for those. Um, Chatbots. So that's the difficulty in terms of prediction for uh, support chatbots. As for sales chatbots, um, because they are based on tree diagrams, uh, like I was saying, they are more linear. So uh, in that sense, um, there is no prediction there. Uh, the, the chatbot had, knows exactly what's the next options that will be uh, uh, suggested to the, the consumer. But uh, the prediction comes from um, the fact that uh, uh, analytics are associated within uh, each uh, option and choice, and there, uh, the, there is some predictability. It's very interesting to note 
that, um, for example, uh, it's a little bit like Salesforce forecasts. You you can okay. uh, um, you can uh, you know that because uh, February uh, two thousand. Uh, 20 maybe that's not a good example with the COVID crisis but uh, let's say uh, uh, year over year you know that uh, the month of February should roughly look the same uh, okay unless some big surprises there so um, the chatbot is using the same type of uh, prediction to understand how many people will uh, achieve a specific goal uh, once it has sufficient data okay okay so so because you mentioned it depends on how you prepared your diagram or it depends on the predictive models, but is it really truly efficient today, those chatbots? Because we mentioned the word frustrations earlier uh, in the discussion. Uh, so the efficiency is there yet or are we still a long way to go? Um, regarding um, support chatbots, I would say we are still a long way to go. Um, I was testing uh, uh, LG, uh, you know, uh, LG, uh, the manufacturer of yeah. electronics. Um, they've put a, a chatbot on their website and I was having a, I, I have a LG screen and I had a, 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 what's the name? I mean, the, uh, uh, the electricity, the, the transformer um, that had to be replaced. And uh, so I was typing, um, I need to change my, uh, um, my transformer uh, uh, for this uh, model and um, the, the, the chatbot wasn't able to help me. So uh, it was a very simple question. I mean, the, the keywords were there, um, the, the, the exact uh, product ID uh, was there as well. So, um, and actually I, I discovered after that, that the issue was that um, on some European models, they have a hyphen, whereas on some uh, other, um, in some other countries, they don't have the hyphen. And uh, it's actually the same number, but uh, separated with or without the hyphen. And they, they, the chatbot was not able to understand that this was actually uh, the same model than the one without the hyphen. So, it's, um, it's, it looks like a, a, a very uh, easy uh, fix. <laughs> and, and though uh, I tested a couple of months after that and uh, with the exact same sentence, because I, I usually take screen captures when something like that happens for documentation. And uh, so I was testing again and uh, the issue was still the same. So it's like the, the learning curve uh, is really long for, um, for uh, machine learning and uh, uh, for complex uh, problems, uh, you need uh, complex solutions. Okay, so that is actually quite, quite interesting because I had the same kind of, of weird experience with uh, my printer where also the uh, chatbots of the website didn't help me with the issue. Uh, and just indicated me left and right on the website with answers that I could have found just with the search engine. Um, but, but let's move on a little bit towards uh, implementation um, because brands and, and e-commerce websites are looking at uh, the chatbot uh, industry right now. Um, is it difficult for them to install a chatbot on a website or is it something which is, is really, uh, as we say in French, le parcours du combattant, something which is hard to do and, and, and hard to predict in terms of implementation? Mm -hmm. uh, 
I would say that um, it can be very, very quick, actually. So uh, if you take, uh, for example, the sales uh, or pre-sales chatbot, you, you can have, um, it's, it's much easier to create a sales chatbot than creating a native app for your uh, okay. brand, for example. So that's a very important uh, point, actually, because uh, you can iterate much faster if you can uh, deploy fast. And, uh, and uh, the iteration is the most important thing to, to take into account. Uh, that's the same for a website, for an app, for a chatbot. Um, you have to be able to find uh, the right uh, um, flow so that um, the, the customer doesn't feel like there's some friction here and there. Uh, so um, removing the friction is always uh, a challenge. Uh, it's, uh, it's requiring a lot of uh, hypotheses. Um, and usually uh, teams are now working with uh, agile uh, um, work. Um, uh, sorry, uh, it's um, like um, they're, they're using the agile method for uh, okay. um, identifying bottlenecks and friction. Uh, or the, the lean uh, development, uh, which is also very, uh, very useful for identifying, for example, uh, um, how to improve uh, a specific flow. So um, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with the, the lean uh, process, but it's a reinforcing loop where you're making an hypothesis, then you're uh, experimenting and uh, and uh, validating with, with data, and then you're analyzing. And uh, based on the analysis, you can make a new hypothesis, which is creating a new experiment that you analyze, et cetera. Okay. And this loop okay. keeps reinforcing itself. And the faster you're doing this, the faster you learn, and, uh, and the more you're improving your, uh, your, your flow. Uh, it can create some tremendous changes in terms of, uh, um, uh, I mean, uh, return on investment. So um, if, you, if you take the, um, uh, the native app, for example, which is uh, if you take uh, the example of a grocery chain like uh, Deleuze or, or uh, Carrefour, and um, suppose they want to create an app which is uh, having a specific flow where uh, people are using, uh, they're scanning their um, their products uh, to know uh, if it's a good product uh, because the, the Nutri-Score, for example, is not always advertised on the, on the product itself. And uh, is there this allergen, uh, allergenic uh, product in it? Or many stuff that you can think of uh, actually in terms of um, uh, product quality or um, so. If you if you take an example like that, you could create a flow in your in your native app, which is going to um, uh, do uh, a specific certain, uh, set of things, like uh, ask you to to scan, and then at the end maybe give you some points and uh, some uh, um, um, like uh, loyalty uh, yeah. promotions and actions. Um, but maybe you, you did it wrong. Maybe uh, the, the, the flow is kind of not correctly uh, done. Maybe you're making a hypothesis and your hypothesis is wrong. And because you didn't make this very fast loop of iterations, you're not um, uh, going to uh, 
nailed the, the, the right solution. So, so in, in that sense, I would say that um, the implementation, the integration of a chatbot can really help to identify the right flow. Then you can maybe move this to a native app. So it's, it's, um, it can be very fast. Now, when it comes to support um, with machine learning, that's a different story because uh, there you, you, uh, you will probably spend a lot of time and money uh, for uh, training your model. So this can take several months before you can really uh, release it. All right. So there's a timing issue. Uh, you mentioned the money, but I expect also... Is there something about coding? Because I always wonder whether marketeers who want to implement a, a chatbot on their website or, or in their e-commerce solution, do they require to know a lot about coding or is it something still just for the happy few Illuminatis who have uh, studied code uh, mm -hmm. day and night for, uh, for a few years? Yeah, there's a bit of both, of course. It's a bit uh, like the uh, same answer as the, the one I gave you. Um, again, um, um, but there are many platforms. Uh, I, I know that you, you can visually program a chatbot on many, uh, um, many platforms. We, we are actually doing this at uh, near you, um, but um, there are, uh, I mean, a, a lot of uh, equivalent uh, platforms that are visually helping the, the marketing teams and uh, and uh, other um, agencies to, uh, to create the, the, the right chatbot without having to uh, have a lot of knowledge in code. Um, it, it all depends, again, in terms of complexity. Uh, there are some uh, um, difficulties and challenges when it comes to uh, machine learning, again, because um, it's very specific, but um, mostly you, you can create uh, uh, a basic chatbot uh, without uh, any uh, uh, knowledge in, in code. Okay. Uh, you, you, sometimes, uh, even for the integration, um, for example, for web bots, um, which are really web-based uh, um, uh, code uh, that you have to in integrate, it's really one line of code that you need to copy-paste into uh, your uh, your source code. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's um, it can be done. At, uh, for example, we have a client, uh, she's, um, she's like 75 years old and she's handling this uh, perfectly uh, for websites. And so she, I'm always amazed to see that uh, she's, um, so um, yeah, okay. I mean, so there's a, every, every type of. Uh, it all depends, of course, on, on, on how do you want to do and, and what are you trying to implement on your. Yeah, on your I, I, I bet that's for the LG, uh, sorry. I bet that for the LG chatbot, that's uh, been months, uh, if not years, of uh, work of work and uh, and, and development. Um, okay, and, and it's still not perfectly ready. And still, it's not perfectly. I mean, we we could find also other other ex experience or examples in retailer uh, experience as well. I would expect, and that brings me to customer experience. Um, because I, one question that I was wondering is that what are the most common use cases for retail chatbots, for example? Like we mm -hmm. mentioned, like you have the sales, you have the supports, but you have concrete examples on, on that perhaps? Um, yes, but the, the, the benefit is, uh, um, of course, the uh, instantaneity. So it's really instantaneous. Um, and uh, the, so the, the point here is that the handling time is reduced. 
um, which is very important, um, okay. both in terms of operations and, uh, of course, for the customer uh, satisfaction. Um, the other uh, uh, obvious uh, benefit is the, the fact that the chatbot is, uh, is not doesn't require to sleep. <laughs> so is is there twenty four seven every day of the year? So that's uh, of course important. Um, there are some additional benefits, like uh, the, the fact uh, that uh, you, you will, of course, improve your operating costs because uh, you need less support agents. Uh, so okay. um, the, the chatbot should be able to answer to uh, 50 to 70 percent of uh, um, support questions and, um, and mostly uh, uh, on a pool um, sales chatbot, we'll, uh, we'll handle everything without requiring any assistance from a human, so, uh, um, which is almost 100% in that case. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's a huge benefit in terms of customer experience. Um, and there are some cases in which um, they can uh, like augment the uh, customer experience. If you take, for example, uh, 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 Media Mart uh, as an example, like uh, this uh, mm -hmm. retail chain, um, and you know, we we had a case recently, like a um, uh, uh, famous, uh, um, how do you say, manager um, Yeah, uh, famous electronic, uh, like a household hands. They were. Um, uh, they, they were facing a, a difficulty. It's that uh, their induction hubs, uh, you know, like uh, for cooking, uh, are quite technical, actually. And uh, there are some important information regarding wattage and volts and specifications of your house. Uh, and, um, and those, um, um, this manufacturer uh, want to deliver the right information um, but um, there is um, usually a very low knowledge from the, the salesperson inside the media mart uh, because he doesn't know all these um, all this product line. I mean, it's, uh, if you if you imagine this brand has maybe like uh, 100 types of hubs. Uh, of course, that's just for one brand. Now, uh, if you ask uh, this uh, salesperson, uh, maybe he's working solely for hubs but if you have to know every, every, every model um, it's kind of complicated from to know every specific every brand it's yeah. just impossible so yeah. and maybe it's just not there i mean it's busy with some other client so in that case we we, we were um, uh, for example uh, creating qr codes which were um, put on onto the the appliance itself and uh, delivering uh, all the, the proper information instantly to, uh, with web okay. to the to the consumer. So um, actually, it was um, it, it was quite interesting because uh, it was a, a new case for us, and uh, we, okay. we were. So well. if, but but that's actually interesting because then then if if I understand correctly. Chatbots really help with data exchange between customer and and the company and and the retail company, and and so what would be the great features for a chatbot to have as a good retail chatbot uh, mm. besides data exchange? 
Well, retail is a specific market. Uh, I mean, in industry, and uh, of course, it requires some uh, specificities uh, in terms of chatbots. So, um, one main, um, uh, I, I would say, the most important uh, would be uh, that the chatbot would be web-based, uh, because. Um, uh, the, the first requirement for a, a brand or a marketing team is really that um, the uh, is is to cover um, to, it. It should be a multi-platform, so it has to be uh, uh, handled handling uh, all types of devices, especially mobiles. So um, it should be really focused on mobiles um, and. Um, and multi-platform, and for that, the best is, of course, the web. I mean, the future is web anyway. Uh, apps are, um, uh, creating apps is very costly, and uh, and people don't like to have this many apps on their mobile phones. Uh, so um, the, the web is really the way. Um, the, the mobile devices um, and the web combined uh, are becoming really powerful because now uh, using JavaScript, we can really access the GPS, the camera. We can even uh, creating um, scripts and actions that are going to trigger um, some, some uh, behaviors in, inside third-party apps. Like for example, uh, you can program uh, within, uh, some chatbots are uh, able to uh, program um, uh, social posts uh, which are going to be shared on Facebook and then the chatbot flow is going to identify if it's been shared or not. So you, you can create interesting flows in terms of, for example, uh, uh, um, uh, branded uh, content which is going to uh, open the camera on in a specific location using, okay. uh, for example, uh, um, uh, how is it called? It's uh, geofencing, for example. So yeah. this is for making check-ins inside stores and then uh, opening the camera, asking the, the, the customer a specific behavior. Like, uh, and, and you, you, it's really um, playful, actually, because uh, this interactivity is, uh, uh, is entertaining. Uh, so the, the point is really, again, to not just collect data and, um, and uh, it needs to have a good uh, incentive uh, so that the, the customer is really gaining something uh, in terms of uh, this interaction. It's not just providing information or getting data. It's always about um, entertaining. Okay. So it must it's, be entertaining for sure. Sorry? It must be entertaining for sure. That's actually a very good, mm. uh, very good aspect. And... and um, as a customer, when you are faced with or communicating with a chatbot, do you realize easily that it's a chatbot or is it something that still some people are being fooled by it or, or do they get it immediately? Oh, again, a chatbot. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well, I think that the, the customer has been uh, learning a lot in terms of uh, what chatbots are and what they can do. And uh, I think they, they are good at spotting a chatbot. Uh, it's of course, um, it can be deceptive to create a chatbot which will uh, um, try to act as a human, though mm -hmm. <laughs> it's challenging as well because uh, 
Uh, it's uh, like uh, the Turing test. Uh, you you have to. It, it's really hard uh, to to achieve uh, such a deception. Um, so I, I don't see really the benefit. Uh, it would just irritate people. So no, that's that's not um, a problem. I think uh, it's it's like um, you know when when the answering machines uh, came to um, uh, to market, uh, maybe people were afraid that uh, when the answering machine would answer, it would be deceptive because you you would. Uh, uh, make make believe uh, that actually this someone was uh, was there on the call, and it's still possible, by the way, to uh, yeah, it's still to, possible, to, yeah, to, to say hello, how are you? Uh, yeah. Nice to hear you, and then actually, sorry, it's a response, it's an answering machine, but there's no point of doing that. So um, I think uh, a chatbot should advertise that it is a chatbot and and not try to pretend like it's human. Okay, and, 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 and that brings me to, to one of my final questions, which is about the frustrations. Uh, uh, exactly. I mean, like, like, what are the main frustrations that, that people can encounter with chatbots and, and how can you avoid them, uh, basically? Well, the frustration comes um, first due to um, uh, the, this, um, when the instantaneity is not there, uh, I mean, if you're asking a question uh, and, uh, and uh, the chatbot says, um, sorry, I need to contact the sales team, we will get back to you. So it's kind of frustrating, uh, though it's still acceptable. Uh, we, we have some good cases, especially in, in leads uh, generation, where uh, on websites, for example, we, you can collect a certain amount of information and then uh, pass it to the sales team and the sales team is recontacting the customer, the visitor of the website. So that, that is a use case that works pretty well, actually. Uh, but um, so it's not that much frustrating. Um, I would say that the, the, the biggest frustration was uh, this example of LG where the, the chatbot keeps on repeating the same question. So like, yeah. sorry, I'm, I did not get that exactly. Can you try to uh, formulate your question in a, in a different way? And it, it keeps on asking that question. That, that is really frustrating, especially after the second WhatsApp time. Of course. Um, yeah. But um, uh, as soon as, as long as you, you're providing a good service um, and that uh, the, customer is uh, getting something, especially for Salesbox, for example, you're providing uh, uh, the right information. If you're looking for traceability information, you get that. If, you, if you're looking for, um, like, uh, if you don't know how to um, uh, assemble uh, your, uh, your latest uh, furniture, uh, you'll get the right help. I mean, um, or you're, um, you're providing the, the right uh, geospatial information, like for example, finding the, the, the nearest store or the nearest retailer, or these are uh, very easy things to do uh, and for which um, uh, the, the customer is very uh, satisfied because it's, it's um, I mean, it's because it is easy, uh, it's easy to satisfy the, the customer. All right, well, well, Um, I would be able to talk with you about chatbots all day long. Uh, <laughs> however, we are a little bit limited of time, but I would say that as a conclusion, if I understand correctly, 
chatbots are, are pretty useful and can be easy, but as long as there's entertain uh, that they are entertaining and and that they are also instantaneous, basically. Yes, and uh, adapted to the situation. So, for, I mean, finding the right flow is important. All right, finding the right flow is important, and that is actually a perfect conclusion. Uh, <laughs> Jérôme, again, thank you very much for being here, and uh, I it hope to have you again. All right. Uh, see you next time. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for today. And I'm glad that this conversation was with a human and not a chatbot. Um, if you have comments, questions or requests, please don't hesitate to let me know. You can send me an email uh, as usual. I also invite you to check out the website 20centretail.com for more retail stories and join us next week for a new episode. In the meantime, thank you for listening.